more Wordle, Apple NFC payments, and Joe Rogan and Spotify. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by the Mac Voices Dispatch, our weekly newsletter to keep you up on all the latest from Mac Voices. Watch or listen to Mac Voices straight from your email client. Sign up at macvoices.com newsletter and stay up to date. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. This is part two in a three-part Mac Voices Live conversation. This time, we wrap up our discussion of the Wordle sale to the New York Times. We take a look at Apple and NFC payments on the iPhone and what that would do for the platform. And we start a discussion of the Joe Rogan and Spotify controversy. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. Keep in mind that I have never played Wordle. I've not looked at Wordle. I've heard about Wordle because you can't not hear about Wordle. Okay. And I think Jim already answered part of the question, at least part of the question. But if you can download it now, I mean, that means that there is a finite number of games or puzzles or whatever in this thing to play. Is is that correct? And then after that, you would have you'd have to go and I guess play the online version or whatever. Is that uh, I, I think my understanding is there's one word per day. Yes. Okay. And, so here's how it works. You know, if, if you downloaded the source, you could go in and put more words in. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, what did what did New York Times buy? I guess they bought that domain name. You know, oh. it's it's not a super complicated program that, you know, they could have duplicated that, but they they're buying that name and that domain name, which has gotten a lot of publicity right and uh uh and they're and they're working on a way to make sure that no one loses their stats as uh as it transitions over so well, and, yeah, and they right. will it's it's a game where every day you get one five-letter word and you have six chances to guess the word and you eliminate letters with each chance and um and then it just keeps track of your stats and so it's one word a day and that's it. And uh, yeah, and the and the list it's like years worth of words, um, and um, uh, and they're only five letter words, and it's it's like I want to say it's like fifteen hundred words or something. That and sounds about uh, right. Yeah. Okay. And and I, they and they took out words that they felt would be too esoteric. So it's just a subset of five-letter words in English. And so maybe once they run out of 1,500 words, then it's done because there's only so many five-letter words in English. You know, the other thing that will probably happen is, you know, now the New York Times legal team is going to go after all of the clones and, you know, um, probably that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. And, um, and I mean, we've already seen, uh, uh, let's see, Apple already uh, pulled all of the Wordle clones off the App Store. Right. Um, after the New York Times announcement, I believe uh, Google started the pulling thing. them off of the Android App Store. And th- this is without anyone uh, throwing legal documents around. It was just like, okay, yep, got to start yanking this stuff. Was there an official so, I, was there an official iOS app for it? I don't think no, no. It's a word, it's a word, uh, a web page, and that's it. Web page only, right? The UK web page, right? 
Okay, so so then, and look, I, I get it. Okay, there there for pretty much any game, there's always going to be a hardcore group of people who just who love it and you know live and die by it. You know, I mean, crossword puzzles, Sudoku puzzles are a perfect example. Is this is this just burning bright? Is it just an internet fad, and it's going to drop back to that? Copy burns I mean, too. Yeah, exactly, Jim. I mean, and and taking nothing away from it, you know, and and because Jeff is a player, and and that's that's fine. But I just I've been shocked at how at, at the attention this has gotten, both pre New York Times sale and post New York Times sale. It, it's like you sold, you know, the Magna Carta or something. That's why and, they say going viral. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, there's that. I I, I think part of the reason why Wordle really took off is that, uh, uh, well, there's there's a couple, there's several reasons. There's probably a litany of reasons, but it's a very simple, straightforward game. You can't binge it. And it's, it came at a time, it took off at a time when uh, people, really needed just a simple, fun, friendly escape because, well, you know, yeah. look around us, pandemic. So uh, it, pan- pandemic time has created so many opportunities for success for games and TV shows and movies and uh, just all, all different kinds of things that wouldn't have had their success uh if it wasn't a pandemic. And uh, my example is, I don't think that Ted Lasso would have been the huge thing it is without the pandemic. It still would have been a good show, but it wouldn't have taken off like it did without the pandemic. And you can send your emails to Jeff Gamut at... <laughs> Jeff, Jeff just tread and on, I, you know, I've, on I've, never, like I've never played Wordle or even gone to that page, but uh, what I can tell, apparently, there's there's sort of a, a sharing component built in because I see all over my social media. Oh, yeah. like, here's my. Oh, yeah. So I think that's a thing that they that he built this thing that encouraged it to go viral because Facebook everybody's everybody started sharing it on on social media so because it it did explode i remember what it's only been a few like four weeks maybe or something like that and i um, i remember it, it, it what started uh, it started ramping up um october or november but yeah in the past few weeks that's when everyone knew about it regardless of whether or not you're playing it right and look i i, I give the developer a lot of credit i mean i i I think he probably sold it close to the top of the market. So yeah, oh, he, I, I, he sold it at the right I, time. I, I suspect, you know, the New York Times came to him. Uh, oh yeah, he got seven figures. So uh, I, I believe in one of the stories that I read. Uh, yeah, the New York Times approached him. Now, supposedly, he just wrote it for his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And he he had no intention right. of it ever taking off, and uh, then they and shared it with a few friends, and that was it. So it's just like this small group of friends having this little social game thing, and uh, but then those friends started telling a few people, and then it took off exponentially. Now it's kind of refreshing because he, you know, it didn't seem like he was trying to cash in on it. He wasn't trying to make a like an iOS game or, you know do anything it was just like there it is 
I don't think he's changed it since it came out. No, he hasn't. Um, you know, so yeah, it's a cool story. I'm, I'm not much of you know. I don't I don't like puzzles very much. So if I'm going to work my brain, I figure I'm going to do some coding. But uh, I think it's a you know it's a cool story, and and now it's got a fairy tale ending, at least for that guy. I mean, maybe not for yeah. Wordle players. <laughs> Um, well, for for now, we're so okay. now now he's got to really buy his girlfriend a, a nice gift. <laughs> uh, you know, I and and you know, saying that I'm not a gamer, and so I don't really. But I, you know, the news in the last week or so has been, you know, this is sort of the small time news, right? Uh, Bungie got bought, and uh, there's been like, like we're, we're heading down towards there's going to be like only two or three game companies, and that's it. Well, Sony had outdo Microsoft what they did last week. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, they I bought don't... the company that Microsoft used to own. Yeah, I, I just it is one of those stories that I think almost needs to just be touched on, um, whether you, whether you play it or not, whether you don't play it or not. Um, and I'm glad you guys took the time to explain it to us because, from what yeah. you've said, I don't. I know. I I know about the New York Times crossword puzzle. That's another one of those cultural touchstones that everybody probably knows about. I did mm-hmm. not know that it had all these other word games. So this probably fits in there with that particular oh, it's audience. A perfect just, fit with yeah. their so, their game package. Yeah. And it solidifies their position as a word game thing. So there's an interesting story from last year that may tie into this eventually is um the New York Times, of course, their crossword puzzle, very famous, and they publish it online. And for a long time, they pu- published it in, um, I don't know, some standard format for uh, for crossword puzzles. And they, they did this for like 15 years. And so uh, companies like uh, Daniel Dalkett's company, Red Sweater, and what happened to David? Um, <laughs> You know, he's got a uh, black ink for uh, the Mac, which is a crossword puzzle thing. And I guess a lot of his customers were also New York Times publishers. So they, you know, apparently, and again, I don't do crossword puzzles either, but apparently there's something nice about the way black ink, you know, helps you, you know, do your puzzles. So people like to use that rather than using whatever app New York Times has. Um, but uh I think it was last fall, New York Times decided to change, uh, abruptly change the format, and they they switched to a proprietary format and stopped publishing them in the the you know standard format. So it's kind of like if instead of publishing your web pages in HTML, you you know say Facebook started saying, oh, you've got to use our special browser and you know won't work in any other browser anymore and they even took all the old puzzles and got you know took them down so the kind of happy story ending at least for red sweater customers is that daniel managed to reverse engineer the new format and he did it really fast in a couple of days so now Red sweater still black ink still works with uh, New York Times crossword puzzles, but it's all using a non-proprietary thing, which you know the New York Times could change tomorrow if they felt like. Um, you know, it, it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me 
if uh, when New York Times went to their to their dev team and said we we need to change this do proprietary thing that those people were also uh, Black Ink fans and they're like okay fine so they wrote the proprietary way thing in a way that would be really easy for Daniel to reverse engineer <laughs> I, I don't think so well in my head um, canon and, that's um, what it is I you know I I think that. Uh, Black Ink is a gnat on the on the New York Times crosswords uh, juggernaut. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure you're right. Uh, and I did get a message from Dave. Power went out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so, why we lost him. So he's he's still oh. hanging out with us in the chat room. I, I assume is, on his phone. This yeah. is your future, Chuck. Yeah. Good. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Better charge up all the batteries in the phones right now. This is yep. why. Everything that I need for uh, uh, doing live streaming is all on battery backups. I I was on this show once during a power outage. Yeah, remember that? I did it yeah. in the iPad in my backyard. Oh yeah, right, you did. Yeah, and it was getting dark. Unfortunately, the yeah. power came back. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jim, you're hardcore. Mm. What can I say? So, I don't. I don't think I've missed the show since I first came on last year, last January. Uh, I, yeah, I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. I was late a couple times, and well, yeah, but we all are late occasionally. Um, one other story before we get to, I guess the the, the big the, the big thing we were going to talk about. Um, listener Kevin uh, sent me an email and pointed out that there are rumors that are currently Apple, I'm reading from his email, um, rumors currently are that Apple may be writing a possible update to w- allow our devices to accept NFC payments. What's the chance this is part of their plans, plans to allow third-party developers to use an alternate payment system? So I'm, I'm not quite sure how I see that, but I, it, it is interesting because if, if it's an NFT thing, you know they're going to have to a lot oh, of NFC. Gonna have to work with somebody. NFC. Excuse me. NF, I said NFT. Sorry. Wrong. NFC. NFC. Um, you know, that that does kind of open things up a little bit to uh dealing with other payment systems. So I'm curious to see what you guys thought about this. You know, is do, do you think that NFC payments on an iPhone or iPad make sense? Is it a direction in which Apple would want to go? It has nothing to do with uh, paying for software. Um, it's like they're mo- if they're doing this, they're trying to move into the square place so that you can take payments on your phone without having to, uh, you know, plug a little square box into your phone. So, like, if you're at a craft fair or something, you can take a payment by just having somebody slap their NFC-enabled credit card against the phone. Um, that's what this is for. It's got nothing to do with paying for software. There you go. That's it right there. Um, uh, I see Apple doing this uh, one of two ways. The first way is they enable the the NFC sensor feature. So then uh, credit cards and Apple Pay will both work. And, um, And what they'll do is take the hardware element out from companies like Square. So then Square doesn't have to sell you hardware, they just sell you the service. 
and uh, and then you're just using your iPhone or your iPad without uh, an extra dongle connected to it. Um, and then the other way, which at least for now, I think is a little less likely, is that Apple's going to start their own square competitor where they're processing the payments. I mean, that, well, don't they have that through Apple Pay already? You can, you know, people can Apple well, they Pay have each Apple other. Pay so. cash. Yeah. But that's, uh, I mean, that that's a lot simpler than processing commercial transactions because you're you're not having to keep track of of uh taxes and uh, and if you, and once you get into that space now you need to set up the APIs so that your payment system can hook into uh like Shopify and and WooCommerce and and if you don't do that it's it's siloed and it doesn't have any true value for commercial uh, like retailers, um, but but Square, I mean they they have all the hooks so that they can hook into those to those uh, payment systems, and uh, um, I mean Apple could buy a company that does that, but I I think it's more likely they would just set it up where where those other companies can hook into the hardware that Apple's are providing. And uh, and then just use their software and services. Today's edition of Mac Voices is brought to you by the Mac Voices Dispatch, our weekly newsletter. Visit macvoices.com/newsletter today. Sign up and stay up to date. Jeff, maybe I'm missing. So, pardon me if I am, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. But let's see how how am I going to say? But with my Apple Card, well, forget the physical Apple Card. With my Apple Card on my watch or my phone, I can select to use Apple Apple's service, or mm-hmm. I can select um, another card. No, I no, would. this is not about you making payments. This it's is about, about you accepting payments. Yes, right. You're the right. you're the vendor, not the customer. Right, but but I mean Apple. I guess. Maybe I'm maybe I'm still missing it, but Apple still ha- Apple has those relationships with those other credit card companies. That's so, not the same thing. Th- okay, like what you may not realize is now the new credit cards that are coming out now they have NSC built into them. So instead of like sliding them into a machine, you just wave them like you do um, your watch or your you know it's the same mm-hmm. NFC technology that you use for making a payment with your watch or with your phone. So you can just do that with a card now. They've had that in Europe for a while, and it's coming to the United States. So, you know, the, the, you know what, what this is, you know, indicating is right now, like, if you, you know, a lot of times you go to a, like, local bakery, and they have an iPad app, and they have a little dongle, and, and you can, you know, swipe your card, or you can, you know, hold your watch up against it and and then that takes the payment and and then it gets processed on the iPad app. You've seen that, right? Chuck. Right. Mm-hmm. So what's what 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 this is for is you can do the same thing but you don't need the extra little box. The iPad or the iPhone just does it all self-contained. Right. right. Okay. Okay. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking back to Tim Cook's comments about Apple Card, you know, in the earnings call last week. 
um, or was, yeah, it was last week. Um, you know, and just that that he's it seemed to be hinting around that there are bigger horizons for the Apple card, and so well, you know, that I, could be, but that would be something else. Yeah, yes, that would be something completely different, or, or at least disconnected from this thing where we're using an iPhone or an iPad to process a transaction. Well, Apple see. does Apple does many things. Yeah, interestingly, my things. my on my iPhone, the NFC reader is broken, which makes me sad. Really? Why? How? I don't know. It just stopped working, and um, about six weeks ago, and you know the the thing is, unlike most people, I was actually using it about six or seven times a day because I have this little device on my arm which measures glucose, and before this happened, I could just take my phone and and it would read that onto the phone. And it just stopped working. Um, fortunately, the you know this device um, came with a little reader, and that still works. But it was nice for two reasons. One, that meant I didn't have to you know hang on to that reader and carry it around with me and make sure it was charged. And also, when you do it with the phone, it would automatically upload it to the internet. And um, I did eventually figure out that. I am able to take that device and hook it with USB to my computer and manually upload it. It's kind of a pain. So I am still Have getting you tried that. downloading uh, an NFC reader app and see if that works. So what I'm wondering is if there's some weird software bug that uh, told your iPhone to stop talking through the system to NFC. Uh, I don't know. There's an NFC reader app. Yeah, there's a bunch. I, I I did, you know, install a new version of iOS. Um, that didn't help. I've done, you know, hard resets and and it always was a you know, it never worked really well. Like um the the device that came with the thing, I just get it anywhere near and poof. Whereas the phone, I was always like have to get it just right, and then sometimes I'd have to do it two or three times. So, you know, it is an iPhone 8, so um, maybe they hadn't quite gotten it down. Um, okay. Knowing it's an iPhone eight, um, I just shared an app in, in our little private chat. Yeah. You I should, see that. You should check that out. So I think I NFC is, uh, uh, just s the system level NFC is much more reliable when you get up, uh, uh, like to the iPhone 11 and newer. Yeah. Jeff, do you mind if I put that in the uh, in the YouTube chat? Oh, please. Yep. Okay. There you go, YouTube chat. Just so you know. Oh, uh, Paul in the chat room says I have that too, and it works great. Everybody should have one. I don't know. If you, Paul, do you mean the device? Yeah. What do you yeah. have? <laughs> you mean, yeah. <laughs> A device to to monitor our glucose levels. Well, we do live yeah. in the United States where we live on sugar, so we yes. probably should all have. Uh, yeah. Okay, Paul has now confused, confused us. Uh, um, okay, guys, so we're going to hit the big topic, um, and that is Spotify. And I'm really anxious to hear what you all think, because I'm, I, I may be coming at it from a completely different angle. 
And if you've been living under a rock, folks, you you should know that Joe Rogan on his podcast had on a physician who, um, let's just say, was was not in favor of vaccinations um, and spread what uh, is popularly being seen. And I'm saying that very carefully because, you know, I don't want to take a position here, but is is as false information. And so Neil Young turned around and said he was pulling his um, he, he, put, he he demanded Spotify pull all of his music off. Joni Mitchell demanded that he pull she pull all of her music off. Um, let's see. I, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Brian Brown, podcaster Brian Brown, put her podcast on hold. Um, and Harry and Prince Harry and Meghan Markle um, have expressed concerns over this. So I'm going to ask you guys, what do you think? I think that Spotify has picked a really weird hill to die on with podcasts. Uh, uh, Spotify spent a lot of money to get the Joe Rogan podcast as an exclusive thing. So that is by its nature and an, an endorsement of the show, regardless of what the content is. And, uh, and considering that there is a track record of, uh, of similar anti-vax and, uh, and similar conspiracy related content uh, in the show, uh, it, it seemed like a, like an odd choice when when they made the purchase or when they made the deal because I mean that's that's a lot of money to put into a show that has a, a track record of of uh, being controversial in a way that that may not be conducive to the company's business. So, um, I, I, yeah, I just found that that whole thing kind of weird from the beginning. But now, when you get into uh, like Neil Young and Joni Mitchell pulling their content from Spotify, um, okay. Well, my my first thought when I when I saw that was, huh. These people own their music library. Good for them. Yeah, because uh, because if you don't own your music library, and uh, as an artist, and you say I'm pulling my content from this service, well, no, you're not. The record label that owns the licenses to to that content, they're deciding where it's going. They they may, uh, uh, as part of the the contract with you, give you some level of say, but uh, they're not going to let just anyone pull their content. It's it, that's only artists that have the licenses for their content. Um, so, okay. How, how about if I just dive right into the big thing that a lot of people are, are saying, which is this is censorship and no, this is not censorship on any level. Uh, a government can uh, can, or, well, it shouldn't, but a government can uh, censor what people say and what content people have access to. A company cannot, and Spotify, Apple, uh, Netflix, uh, go go down the list. These companies, they can curate what content they allow on their platforms. 
And, uh, and right now Spotify is saying we will allow the Joe Rogan show to be on our platform. What we will do now is put a warning at the beginning of it. And, uh, um, and that, and that is not censorship, That is not cancel culture. That is, uh, that is a business decision and, uh, uh, and it's curating the content in your library. Um, Webb points out sort of an aside, but still interesting. He points out that Spotify also spent a lot of money for Harry and Megan to develop content and they've not produced a thing. So. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I mean, again, that has nothing to do with, with this, but it is interesting that they've expressed concern. Well, and we don't know if they've if they've produced anything. Uh, That's the kind of content where it's it's done on a on a different level from the production like we're doing. And uh, and and I'm not saying that like like in in a negative way. It's just they have a lot of money to throw at the production of whatever it is that Harry and Meghan are creating. So, uh, you know, like, like, uh, Sarah Conant, when, when she did serial, okay. She had NPR or was it, uh, whichever NPR network threw a ton of money into producing that. So it means it takes a while for that content to go from recorded to published. So my guess is that there's a bunch of content that Harry and Megan have produced and or created and it's now in the post-production phase and uh and and before it gets released presumably gets released then you have the publicity build up and everything that goes along with that so that you get tons of uh, of subscribers on launch day okay that's that's a very fair point jeff that's a very fair point This Mac Voices live panel is back in the next edition of Mac Voices to wrap up our conversation about Spotify and Joe Rogan, and somehow it morphs into a conversation about owning versus renting the media from the Apple App Store, Spotify, and everywhere else. That's next time on Mac Voices. I hope to see you then. Until then, and as always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by BackBeat Media at BackBeatMedia.com. Bandwidth provided by CashFly at CashFly.com.